0: welcome to episode number 233 think company this is the rotated views podcast with jimmy lee and the crew giving you life from various perspectives welcome to our level we hope you enjoy the views brought to you by the blessed lifestyle brand visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed also sponsored by the Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Gabe, and Carl.
1: Think company. In this episode, we have special guest Carl White. We cover topics that range from user experience, process improvement, digital products hiring creative talent the coronavirus and much more we wrap the episode up with quotes from winston churchill and bruce lee guys if you're new thank you for joining us don't forget to download and subscribe we drop a new episode every tuesday morning for your listening pleasure kicking things off carl thank you for joining us man we appreciate it oh thanks for having me absolutely absolutely so let's just jump right in so for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do let us know all right. I'm um, Carl White. I am the father of three really cool kids,
2: uh, two girls and a boy. Uh, youngest is uh, in a senior year of high school, so they're, they're practically adults. Uh, and I uh, am the co-founder and um, chairman of Think Company. Uh, Think Company is a user experience design and development firm uh, headquartered in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, you know the the easiest way to describe that is is we design custom software for Fortune 500 companies. That's that's
1: primarily what we do. That's awesome. Nice. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. How how did this all start? Uh, when did it start? Uh, was it an idea? Was it you know was it you know a, a group discussion? Did it, how, how did this pop about?
2: Yeah. So I, I go a little. will go back because it's, it's I think it's an interesting story. So. Uh, I kind of, I I my degree, as well as my partner, or both our degrees are in graphic design, and we were both fortunate enough to kind of just, I'm a little older than him, but uh, get into the digital side of, of graphic design early on and just stay one step ahead of it. Nice. And as that evolved, it sort of started out in um, computer-based training for the pharmaceutical industry. I uh, moved into CD-ROMs when that was a big thing, educational mm-hmm. CD-ROMs, and then the web came, and then wow, this is a really cool thing. I have to learn this, taught myself it, and was able to get a job as a creative director, as the, the lead web creative director. So that kind of launched my career on the website. And as you know how that evolved, that kind of, um, in the early days, it was, um, uh, some of the, the technology, rather, was being developed and driven by the technology departments. And... Anything was good because there was nothing really to compare it right, against. Right, right, right. Uh, it was kind of first to market. You're kind of rushing to market and just trying to get something out there. And it, and the the bar wasn't very high, right? Yeah. But but we were evolving and and we started to think about this idea of experience design. And uh, then came the the uh, dot com uh, boom and bust came along. Mm-hmm. And during that time, sort of the the dollars and the ownership of those projects shifted to marketing folks. So. Um, the marketing folks was inside of these corporations and and that wasn 't a terrible thing uh, but they they tended to, because of their history they they hired ad agencies to do that work for them mm-hmm. Ad agencies were used to you know print design and sort of static and then you know and they they made these beautiful interfaces that weren 't uh, very efficient weren 't very user friendly mm-hmm. and they were really hard to build and time consuming mm. uh, so Uh, You know, sort of fighting that fight as best we could back then. It was a really hard sell that we should, like, really sort of put the design process in the front and really start to talk to the users, understand what the users want, test it with the users, sort of evidence-based design. Mm -hmm. Really hard sell. Uh, So, sort of survived through that. And then what happened after that, like, from my perspective, at least, is that those dollars sort of shifted from the marketing departments to the technology departments. Mm -hmm. When, when, you know, when the dot-com failed. And when that happened, those, those, uh, the leaders in those technology groups typically reported to the CFO, and it became sort of this cost-saving effort. And so we shifted back to sort of developers designing this experience, and they weren't the best. The, you know, they, listen, I'll say that the, the, the interfaces that were being designed by the advertising agencies weren't that great either. They were prettier. Yeah. But they, <laughs> but they, they, they still didn't work, and they, they didn't never really address the user. So, when that shift happened, what happened was is that um a lot of the the development work was going offshore so it made it even worse because not that they weren't capable people but they they weren't uh sort of adverse in our uh in our culture uh they didn't they were just sort of following the blueprint, and the blueprints yeah. were really not that great to begin with so um that, of course, didn't work as well. So they were, they, were, they were paying a third of the price to get this work done, but they were having to do it three times to get it right, which, <laughs> right. which, which stretched it out. Right. And, and there's right. where we sort of so, start to see the opportunity. We, we saw the opportunity to sort of push the design to the front and do uh, even sometimes paper prototypes to get wow. in front of real users, get sort of the, the design nailed down, like you would when you were building a house, and then end up with a blueprint that you could give to anybody to develop because... Everything was figured out, right? Yeah. So that's where the opportunity was. Um, we, my partner and I, I actually, good story, neat story, I hired him out of college. So we've been working together for a long time. Wow. For 20 years now. And um, we, we, we just started thinking and dreaming about this opportunity to kind of like put, you know, put again, put that design piece up front and and go at it. And we had a small company that, it was myself and three other partners that lasted about 15 months, um, like sort of right after the dot com thing that got us through. We were, we were able to uh, sell that company for basically what we put into it, and we were acquired by a 200 person local firm in Philadelphia, a um, technology uh, software development firm. And we were sort of this small user experience group, and they were great. They left us alone. We, we were really good at finding new clients that they could, we'd go in and do the design piece, and they would. Had the development in the back, it was a really good ratio. They sold that piece of the business to a bigger company, a company called Cyber, based out of Denver, Colorado. I think at the time it was eight or nine thousand people, really big. Oh, wow. and, and in both instances, instances we we saw the opportunity to, to convince them that there was a better way to do software design. Yeah. And they 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 were they would listen. They would say, this is, this seems like something we could really work on but it would never really ever happen, Right. They, they had this, this train was on the tracks and head and they weren't going to slow it down. They weren't mm-hmm. going to change the way they did it. Yeah. So we realized that, and if we were going to do it, we just had to go out and do it ourselves. So we, uh, Brian peeled away about a year before he actually went to work for his church for about a year. And we just started sort of, sort of laying the groundwork. Um, and, uh, the company that I worked for, they were they kept kind of switching my comp plan around. And it was just a sign. I just yeah. one day said, I'm done. Like yeah. mm-hmm. and Brian was ready and the stars aligned. We had a we had a former client that that who was a friend of mine. I called him and said, Hey, listen, this is what we're gonna do. He's like, Your timing's perfect. I need you to build a team of ten people. So we were like out so, of the gate. So for time frame purposes, sure. what, what year is this about? Uh, this is nineteen ninety-seven. Wow. No, I'm sorry, two thousand seven. So, it's two thousand seven. Okay. Yep. So uh, yeah, so we, we just kind of hit the ground. We 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 scrambled. We 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 uh, we had this idea of um, we the code name for the business was Brownstone because we always imagined we'd be a sort of a boutique firm in a brownstone somewhere in Philly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we had to scramble so quickly. It, when, in this business, for us in consulting, getting a master services agreement with a big corporation is a really hard thing to do, mm. especially your first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had the opportunity to do that with a, a very well-known pharmaceutical company here locally. Uh, so we scrambled to get our name. Yeah, uh, we, we just real quickly did Brownstone Partners. And uh, that, that, there was a trademark hit on that, so we had to change it. So we were like, Brownstone Creative Partners, fine. We, don't, we didn't really care. We <laughs> went to yeah. Master service agreement. Yeah. Sure. Well, two weeks in, I went to order the checks from Intuit, and that does not fit on the Intuit check, that, that <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so for, this is a good story, though. Fortunately, we had thinkbrownstoneregistered.com. Nice. We're like, that's a good name. So we became Think Brownstone two weeks after the initial uh, business was <laughs> started. hysterical. Yeah, right. So yeah, that, that's kind of how it all got started. And then from there, it's just been nice sort of steady growth um, Again, we were about we we're a little less than 10 people the first year and then kind of just kept growing and organically and um have
1: been really fortunate and lucky ever since. So. So so today it's uh I don't know how many however many years later. Holy smokes, 14 years yep, later. Yep,
2: yep. Right. We're in our 14th year of business, right?
1: So what what do you guys look like now? Now I know it's just not three guys and 10 other folks. What what do you guys look like now? Are you still just in Philadelphia or have you expanded a little bit? Yeah. So um, we're hovering right around 100 people. We've been as,
2: nice. as much as uh, close to 120. Wow. Um, so part of that is obviously the COVID thing, um, but uh, that's who we are. So, yeah, just real quick going back, like we, we thought we'd be this boutique firm with a lot of partners. The partner thing was never really worked for us. Yeah. And we had the opportunity and we said, let's just try to grow this. We can always be three or four guys, consultancy. Um, and we did it, and we just, we, were, we just got really good at being able to identify great talent. Like people that we had worked with in the past was sort of where we started. We kind of say the super friends. You know, we kind of yeah. started tapping people on the shoulder, like, you ready? You ready? Yeah. And kind of build it that way. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. So uh, we are, we have <laughs> currently two offices in Philly. We have one that we don't use anymore because we outgrew it. We had to get a bigger space. Wow. Uh, that second space, we expanded that to the whole second floor. That, uh, that's on uh, f- uh, 13th and Walnut. And then uh, the other offices, um, it's in the uh, Packer Graham Building, which is where Del Frisco's is down there, on, mm-hmm. like on Chestnut, between Chestnut and uh, Sanson. So we're there. Uh, we have our original office in Concha which is our headquarters. Um, and then we have a small office in Denver, Colorado. So that's, awesome. that's where we are. Yeah.
1: Wow. So h- how did the Denver, Colorado thing happen? So
2: <laughs> another good story. So we um, this is our second try at Denver. Uh, I don't know what year it was. Probably four years in, we had a good friend who was originally part of the, the original conversations um, when we, we started. Actually, we re- another thing, too, is we had a meeting. We all worked together two years prior to starting the company, and we took a half day off. And my mom and dad were out of town and came here to Bristol and we got Mazzanti's hoagies brainstormed about what this Brownstone could be. And that's where the, that's where the name started. But our friend Kristen, um, was from there, her family's from there and she wanted to move back there. So she's like, can I at least, can we try, you know, can I go work from there for now? So for the first six to nine months, she just kind of worked from her home from her dining room table. And then, we, uh, we started to, like, say, let's make a run at this. Same thing. Like, let's see if we can grow the business in Denver. Mm. Run in a small office. Um, didn't go great. The, the problem with Denver is we thought we could just walk in there and say, hey, you want to work with Think? And like, kind of like the relationship we had in Philly, no one's from Denver. And we didn't have, we didn't have one. We had a couple of relationships there with people, but they never really turned into anything. Yeah. So I think that lasted... All it told, even with her working from about two years, and we just we couldn't make it work. We didn't yeah. lose any money. The people that we hired there were doing work for the Philadelphia projects, um, but you know, I think I, I look back on that. I think it was more ego to just to be able to say we had a Denver office, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome there. Yeah, so it was yeah, a good excuse yeah. to go there once a month, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hear nothing but good things. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what made
1: what was the difference between the first time and the second time that made it? actually work yeah so the lesson that we learned
2: there was that uh if if we were going to expand into another city we had to have an anchor account Mm. we had to have some source of revenue that was you know not guaranteed but you know something we could rely on and one of our philly uh clients has a development arm out in denver and they wanted us to build a team out there so that's why we did it very nice nice
1: all right so explain a little bit um Obviously, it, whether it's high level or not, just a little bit more on what you guys actually do and explain why someone would like to hire you guys, for example. Sure. So um, we
2: create experiences, we think better experiences for our customers and for for their employees and their customers, right? Mm. So um, sometimes we're designing internal systems mm-hmm. uh, for them to use, whether... Uh, and and a lot of our, unlike an agency we we do a lot of transactional work, right? so like the best way to explain that is sort of like your online banking right? something behind a login is the mm. majority of the work that we do. Gotcha. Right? we're not doing flashy brochureware websites. It's not we never have we're, yeah. not, we're not even really good at it, to be honest. we have yeah. we have people on our staff that are, but but we as a company have never been great at that. Um, so we um you know th- that that's primarily the work we do. There's systems where we're and a lot of it now is extracting data from these systems that you know they have these all this very rich data that it's really hard for them to understand and see what that is and use it for any purpose. Um, for example, we there's a, a, a payroll company that we do a lot of work for, the biggest, and um, they 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 were bi- they were able to extract data, but it, it took weeks for them to get to it. Right, mm. so um, we helped them sort of visualize that data. So they did the work of. F- f- extracting it, and mm-hmm. we visualized it for them so they could in turn sell that um, to their customers, right? right. Um, rather than having to spend weeks running, creating basically a fancy spreadsheet, they had this digital dashboard that could show them, for example, like what a clerk at a Target makes in Wisconsin, right, mm-hmm. compared to the competitors and things like that. They have all that data, but they could, we you know, we had to get it out and get it you know, visible in a way that people could consume it. So. Uh, we do a lot of that kind of thing. Like so, again, like whether it's a service technician um, showing up at your house and your router's down. Well, they they can now see that your router's been down five times in the last month, and there's also a power outage, and that you know what. So they can rather on the scene rather than have to call and try to figure it out from. The start, he he already has a history of sitting right out in your driveway bef- before he knocks on your door. What, what's go- what's likely going on, and then mm-hmm. as that that'll evolve and get smarter and be able to recommend possible causes for the problem, right? So that's the kind of thing that we do.
1: Nice. So so, what are some of the companies that you actually work for? You don't have to give names, but just kind of types of companies. Sure. Yeah.
2: So we 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 most of majority of them have been Fortune five hundred. Um, it's nice. just kind of where we started. It's where we had an experience. Where we had the relationships. And because of this, this geography here, um, you know, it's typically financial services, pharmaceutical, uh, which we do work for, you know, companies, Johnson & Johnson and, and Merck and, and companies like that. Nice. And, uh, and, and then uh, Comcast, obviously, because it's headquartered in Philadelphia. We do a lot of work for them as well.
1: Wow. Well, so, so people basically have the data already extracted and captured. You guys are basically making the gold— Really, a a, a visual um, uh, entity. It's almost like they have it, but they don't realize or have the turnaround time to make something of it. Yeah. um, Making it more efficient, effective. I guess more Um, digestible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because, in all honesty, too, if you think about it, just in general terms, information overloads one thing and it's like, oh my God, we have so much thing. You guys are making sense of it for them and making it useful.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the key thing, right? I mean, at the core of who we are is making it, making the experience. Seamless, right? You, don't want, yeah. you almost want to walk away not even um, like realizing that you had to use this tool because it was so easy to use, right? Mm. So that's key. And then, But again, I think that there's, a, there's a big push to data right now. It's not all the work that we do, but sure. again, there's all this great rich data that nobody can even see or, or understand and consume, like you said. So
1: yeah. And so so what, what what are some of the things that you guys are looking forward to in the future I know you know going through this for 14 plus years you see other opportunities in sure. other sectors uh, I mean you don't have to spill the beans or give any secrets out but there's there any kind of areas that you're looking through or looking to expand in
2: yeah yeah so we we, we look at them all right so yeah uh, um, it's it's part of our, our DNA to kind of stay a, a step ahead of it and And we, you know, it's kind of like a lab, right? We're kind of always testing and trying to Mm. understand how we can make that, apply that to the work we're already doing, uh, apply that to existing customers and projects. And, uh, but I'll tell you a lot of it, uh, we spend a fair amount of time investigating and it just never plugs in, right? Like Mm. it just never, um, again, a lot of these things are are ahead of their time, right? They're just not ready, Mm -hmm. the the public's not ready to consume them yet whether it's AI, artificial intelligence or whatever it may be. Right. That that's all coming and we, sure. we'll figure it out when it gets here and sure. we're ready for it. And, um, but, but we're, you, it, it's, it's kind of like sit and wait, right. You know, like get ready and wait because uh, it just, it never comes as fast as, as you think it does. Um, and it's always just something that you weren't thinking about that is the one that sneaks in. Right. right so, right. but yeah, but again, that's all fun for the people that, that work with us. And, um, again, we, we don't we're not go we're not uh we don't go crazy like going too deep on that like we yeah. don't have a separate department just to look at that stuff because we're really too busy to kind of doing doing the work
1: that we already have so yeah yeah um all right so so you you mentioned something earlier about creating or I'm sorry hiring creative talent and there's almost like there's a genius almost to that, right? Mm -hmm. Not everyone has the the eye for it or has the ear to listen to what certain things uh, people are saying to make the right hire or if it's, some, hey listen, we all know there's probably fantastic folks that would do great on another team, just might not be a great Mm -hmm. fit here, right? So it's not a a diss on someone. How does someone navigate through that, right? Because sometimes that's challenging. Um, I know myself, I've gone through several hiring processes and. I saw that. It's like, man, this person's a gem. I just don't think it's a right fit.
2: Right. Yeah. So I I, I think about this a lot because I um, I think you need to be both left and right brain. Mm. Uh, and it, it and you and I, when I say that, you don't have to be fifty-fifty. You have to be. You could be ninety-five-five percent, but you have to have an appreciation for sort of you know if your left brain and really analytical and like a lot of our developers are, are very left brain, right? Sure. They, they, they're, they're not, you wouldn't call them creative, but they have a respect for the people that are and mm. vice versa. And I think that's tricky to find. I think, um, I've seen, uh, lots of big corporations try to build their own teams and they're, it's hard. It's really hard for them because they're business minded, right? Mm. They're, 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 they're more type a, um, and the creative folks, are, they just don't understand them. Like they just, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're unique. And, yeah. and that, you know, and, and I think, you know, the, how that's evolved for us is that we, um, again, we, we kind of grew kind of slowly and people that we were like-minded and people that we had worked with in the past. And then those people, you know, eventually refer and hire people, like-minded people and it kind of grows and everybody, ha- ha- you know,
1: we, we kind of hit, hit that unique skill set of having both. Yeah, so that's super important too, right? Because um, you know, there's companies out there where they they want to, or even just even as as a parent, right? You you want to try to you know have your kid be free minded and think creatively, but there's something about you also have to hone in, like, all right, guys, we need to be, be productive. How, how like on a management level? How do you guys do that, right? Where you want your you want your uh, your team to think outside the box, you want them, but also at the same time be productive. Yeah, yeah, I, I um again i haven't done any direct hiring in a
2: while but when i did i i you know commercial artists like graphic designers and and even illustrators Mm. um on the design side or or the kind of people we would look for because they you know they're commercial artists and they're you know they're they're not they're not just expressing themselves right yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. where some of the more fine artist types they're they're tricky right they're the ones that you're kind of like man you're so talented yeah you need to be in a loft somewhere painting, you know. Yeah, like- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. true. Yeah, so that that I think it is. And I think, you know, we at the end of the day, um, work consultancy and we make money by billing hours. So, yeah. you know, people figure that out. Like they you know, we we have we have relaxed targets on those things, on utilization and stuff, because we've worked at places where it was just like a, they were just grinding you out, and yeah. you worked a lot of hours, and yeah. and you weren't really appreciated. So we've got that dialed into. We're willing to take a lot less, less smaller margin in, in order to make this a place that people want to work for, for a long time, right? Yeah. And we want to be around for a long time. We're not looking to sell this thing. We're trying to just give everybody a nice balance and a good place to work and be that company that... Like I, I always say, like we started this company with not what we wanted to do, but what we didn't want to do. Like we mm. learned a lot from those other places that we worked, and yeah. we're
1: like, I don't know what the right answer is, but that wasn't it. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So, so you know, th- this is a huge thing now, um, especially with the pandemic. Um, you have a lot of companies allowing their employees to work from home um, because they want to have their team to have that work-life balance. And uh, a lot of companies get are thinking really, you know, outside the box, and you know, they're even providing like lunch and stuff for their employees, mm-hmm. playgrounds and gyms, and it's like, holy smokes, what kind of culture are you guys trying to cultivate uh, with the think company? Is it something um, that you're building on, or you know, what's the vision there?
2: Yeah, I would say that there's. Um Sort of what what I think it should be and then what it should be, which sure. is, you know, it should have less of my involvement, you know. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um uh it's evolving, right? I think there are yeah. people that are really happy uh being home and, and avoiding the commute, the crappy commute. And, mm-hmm. Um but there are other people that are that are struggling, you know, they're they're starving for that interaction and, mm. and in some cases, you know, that was the majority of the interaction they may have gotten in some cases, yeah. right? So um, we're, we're listening. We're, we're doing our best to sort of follow the guidelines, but at the same time, like we're, you know, it you know, I, I can't see it being. We're not just going to flip the switch and everybody's going to be back in the office. But, of course. But I think we can sort of slowly migrate that back to something normal. Like you know, for those people that need to to get the heck out of the house and, yeah. and be around people. And, and we're not sure how we're gonna do it yet, but we're, we're working on it, right? We've been, we've been working
1: on it since the beginning, actually. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So so what was some of the things initially, you guys, that affected you right away, right? So um, I'm in management level, and a lot of our gatherings were 25 plus people in one room, in a boardroom, and were, you know hashing ideas out, knocking things out. That not, no longer was a thing. It was like, you gotta call into this phone number. And to be honest with you, your idea there's something about being around in the group physically in front of people you start building off each other's ideas there's a vibe that gets Mm -hmm. there and the juices start flowing in a whole other thing when you're on the phone you're kind of like you're paying attention there's things there but it don't have the juice right um i don't even know how to explain that because it's all new for all of us really Mm -hmm. um how, how has it have you seen that does it affect you guys yeah sure so we um
2: we Yeah. Again, this, this has nothing to do with me. I wasn't even involved with it, but the the teams really pivoted. They, they added new tools into that in order to facilitate that, like shared whiteboards and Mm. did the best we could. Now we were, we were fortunate and we were ready for it. Right. Like we had the technology in place. We, you know, even, even so far as like the VPN into, into, and all that good stuff. Right. So we're really lucky. We, we, we left for what we thought was going to be a two week break and now here we are. Right. Right. So, and, and, I I got to tell you I I didn't know how that was going to go like I, so much of t- exactly what you're talking about Jimmy like the getting together and like just collaborating and mm-hmm. feeding off the energy in the room Yeah like it's really hard yeah. through like a little, little, you know, camera on your, on your computer. So, yeah. uh, but it's worked. We've, we've, we've actually kicked off projects with customers Wow! and this crazy thing is happening, right? Like people don't have to work in an office anymore. Right. So yeah. I think there's going to be this huge shift. Like for us, like most of the work we do is, is in this tri-state area. It, yeah. it has been, it's, it's sort of, you know, it's the way it works because they want to, they want, they want to see you, right? A lot of times the clients, they want to see you. Well, now they've gotten used to just seeing people on a screen, and they could be anywhere in the world, right? right. So they could like that. That's it's yeah, it's yeah, true. It's, 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 it's all changing, huge. and even recruiting it. And I light up. We have a tough time. You know, it's hard to find good talent. We and we yeah. spend a lot of time, invest a lot of money, in just you know, getting the right people. Well, now all of a sudden, is that pool bigger? I mean, yeah, if, if yeah. our client doesn't need the person to be in an office in Philly, well, the person can live in Dallas or they can whatever, Austin, whatever, right? So. There's a big shift coming. You know, you guys could probably feel it, but yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's. I mean, it's a um, a shift in redefining communication again. Yeah. Um. You know, back when you know we, I remember taking you know my mom would do the bills on Saturday and she'd give them all to me and walk it down to the corner to the mailbox and she'd give me a dollar and I got to go to the corner store and buy candy on the way home to now she gets, you know, she does all that online, right? And so now it's totally different. And it took that shift, and that was weird because only maybe two or three of the companies that you had to, you had a monthly bill to were doing the online billing. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. now it's like basically 100%. Um, And so even that, the hiring process is like, who the heck would have thought, you know, I'm interviewing somebody over a a video conferencing, and I'm like, okay, how's your day going, Bo? And I'm looking at this screen and how bizarre it sounds. That's the new norm. Like, it is what it is. And kind of like what you're saying, that poor person got all dolled up and she, they're in their own house still. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's so funny, but it's like, we're in that beginning moments of yep. now shifting now emailing you know we used to write a letter to your you know your loved ones you know the way even the way we communicate with loved ones right my dad used to video with that camcorder that that bad boy that was like on his shoulder <laughs> you know what I mean uh see if we could catch something for America's Funniest Home Videos you know um to now we just pop open our cell phones and we're just kind of keep them it mo- it's so different so just looking at even just that, the way we communicate, and it's funny that we're saying, oh, we do virtual meetings now. That's a big change for us. But eventually, you know, the generation maybe behind us, is like, that's all they know. Mm, right. Or my, you know, uh, my cousin who's, you know, now in the, in the military, she was born in 2000, right? Or like your son, all they know is this. Right. We show them like one of his rotary phones, like what in the world is that? Know. And we communicated at one point with that. Right. So, I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean... I mean, yeah, there's, there's, some, you know, there's some setbacks with that, but I think it's just more of adjustment, realigning yourself. And it's the companies that move with that change and have the ability to adjust um, that are going to be successful, right? And people, because there's some right. folks that are stuck, and they want to do think company business the old way. Right. So is that, is that something you guys discuss a lot, how you have to continue to change to kind of morph um, yeah, I don't even think we
2: talk about it because we just do it. It's just nice. who we are, right? Like it's just kind of.
1: Cool. I think part of that is is
2: we're designers at heart, right? We're, yeah, we kind of see the world not as it is, but as it should be, mm. right? And that's that's a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, a crazy of course, thing, of right? course. But um, I, I yeah, I don't. This, I'll tell you, like, when, when we first shut down, I was, I was very concerned. Like, yeah. I just, because I manage all the finances, um, I always have. I, and that's the thing, right? I'm a graphic designer, but I love the business side of it. I the love, numbers. I love the, the business metrics and trying to understand what they look like and what, what three, six, and nine months look at I love all that stuff. And when this yeah. hit, um, we, we had just rolled. We didn't even know it at the time yet because the numbers weren't done. But our first quarter of last year was our best quarter ever in the history hmm. of the company. Wow and uh when this all the shutdown happened and i was again i'm thinking a couple weeks back of course then, yeah we all were yeah we kind of i immediately kind of pulled everything back about 25 percent like we thought we'd do 25 percent less than we were our target was sure um fortunately i mean and and we didn't do any layoffs we you know we had some attrition some people leaving and stuff we didn't we didn't hire we tried to backfill roles and we got super conservative we you know and um, we, we kind of made it through it. And, you know, we were only down 10% from our target. And, it, and we were equal with what we did the year before. So we're wow. super lucky. Wow. And now, like, I think, you know, like, I, I was, uh, we was go down to Long Beach Island uh, for a couple weeks in the summer. And I was down there and, at, at a restaurant. And this old couple, like, with their walker, walked up to scan the barcode for the menu. And I wow. was like, man, mass adoption. Yeah. Like, because that's always been something with us. Like we, we kind of know that, you know, whether it's in business or the things, the tools you use at work, but when you have, you know, somebody in their eighties scanning a barcode to look at the menu on their smartphone, I'm like, man, what like this, this is really changing. Talk about like folks that weren't comfortable um, using online banking, right? You know, they, guess what? During this, they did it, and yeah. now they like it. Now yeah. they realize how awesome it is, yeah. right? They're like, "Why would I walk to the bank?" Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think about banks. Like, I, I mean, you know, walking into a bank is just going to go away. I, yeah. I think, yeah. you know. So yeah, there's there's all that, right? But anyway, so COVID, yeah. I mean, like, we'll see. You know, I, I'm optimistic. It feels like the the bigger companies. Um, somebody told me that the corporations are being forced to spend five years of technology spend. Basically, as soon as they can, to, to just to stay ahead or to catch up, right? Wow! Because you know they they're kind of slowly you know, making that switch to digital and, and even signing documents. All that all that yeah. guess what? It just all happened, right? Yeah. Food yeah. shopping and you know yeah. the Uber Eats and all that stuff, right? It just yeah. blew up, right? And yeah. I don't think it goes away. I think it evolves. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to see how that where that goes, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, we, me and my wife were talking about the neighbors across the street. They're getting, they're, they got Uber Eats for just coffee. And I'm like, I would have never, never. <laughs> just like I remember, I remember um, when a lot of cash went to, a lot of people having cash in their pockets mm-hmm. went to just the use of debit cards. And I remember it was like a thing, like never swipe your debit card under 10 bucks. Like, you better have at least 10 bucks cash yeah. on you. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And I remember one time I swiped my card for, like, a coffee and gum or something, and my one brother was staring at me. He's like, he turned beet red. He thought that, you know, he's like, dude, that's like a no-no because they get charged on these little transactions and whatever. And I'm like, oh, man. Now, it's like people don't even think, like, it's normal. It's normal for someone to, this is normal for you to not have cash on you. It's very yeah. normal. You have a little piece of plastic in your, your wallet or your purse or whatever. That's normal. Or you, you just tap your phone. You tap your phone. Yeah. Tap, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're taking phones like like, like if we're, we're MacGyver over here with the tapping our little cell phone or, or our watch, our phone watch. And it's <laughs> like we're taking a call while we're driving and our phone's talking to us and it's we're living in this. It's so it's yeah. so normal now. But if you let's think about it, ten years ago, twenty years ago, the way we're operating now, and it's moving faster and faster. And it's pretty much the deaf When you talk about companies, um, and you see all these small businesses um, getting bamboozled left and right, it truly is. You know, when you're looking at the, the survival of the fittest, it is in a strange way. That's what where you're watching happening yeah. unfold. Yeah. Um, and so. If you can't adapt, you got to try to find a way. You got to kind of move with the time, so to speak. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting for sure. Um, where do you guys see, where do you guys want to see this year, you know, go? Because we're in the beginning of it and there's a lot of unknowns, right? There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of unknowns. But what would you consider for you guys a successful year if you get through this?
2: Yeah, um, I, I sort of readjusted our goals to just survive through March. Nice. Right? So one year. that yeah. was That was sort of what? Yeah. Like, stop. Don't get crazy about, you know, meeting your numbers and making all these crazy shifts. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep as many people as we can employed and get through March. Yeah. Um, I... We're pretty conservative with our numbers for this year. I think we're going to blow them out of the water. I, nice. Again, it's too early to tell, but yeah. just, I can feel. I can feel it again. I, yeah. I felt it in 18, 2018. Yeah. When you know, and, and and who knows why that all happened? Probably, probably because of politics. But it happened, right? And it. Yeah. And comp- We saw companies just signing longer term deals with us, right? Immediately, mm. right? And mm. they, It wasn't just one company. It was, in one industry. It was kind of all of them were kind of. They have more money to spend, and I, I'm starting to feel that way now. Like I feel like they're they understand they have to invest in digital, and they and they're they want to lock it in. So that's mm-hmm. good for us, right? Yeah. And also, consulting's really good in a downturn when you know. Unfortunately, a lot of these places have let have used this as an opportunity to let go of their full time folks, and mm-hmm. some maybe in some cases they're older folks. Who knows, right? But yeah, uh, when that happens, and when we started the company it was in a downturn, you know, in seven So, um, it's good for consulting. I'm optimistic. I feel like we're ready for it. Um, you know, it'll be nice to to get back in person and and you know meet with clients again and, yeah. and be in the in the same room with them. But uh, for now, you know, it feels pretty good. So, uh, um, I, we're just trying to like get back on track. To yeah. be honest, right? So, and, and again, I, I'm I'm grateful we did really good considering uh, where we were and. Um, but I, I feel like, all right, let's get back to. And again, we're not we're never looking for crazy, rich growth. We're we're nice, slow and steady. And and again, we want to be around here for another 10, 20 years, right? We don't. Yeah. We're not trying to sell this thing. So, um, get back to that. And then you know, who knows? I mean, I we we right now uh, we're such a good spot. We have really good infrastructure. Like we have, you know, accounting and and HR and marketing. We have all that stuff dialed in. Nice. So I think. If we can't, you know, organically find the folks, you know, potentially op, you know, acquisition, you know, of somebody that doesn't like doing that part of the, of the business but is good at what they do. So we'll see. You know, we, yeah. feel like, we feel like, you know, now's the time to strike. Like it feels like let's take some calculated risk. I think this feels like it's going to be good over the next couple of
1: years. Let's, let's roll. Nice. Yeah. So. Biggest business lesson learned within the last year? Last year. Oof. Hmm. That's a tough one.
2: Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a positive, right? I think that um, we had the opportunity and, and we probably should have scaled back a little further than we did. And we decided that um, it it was in the best interest of of not only the, the, the people that work for us, but us to to do whatever we could to hold on to them because we we're going we to need them. We didn't want them to lose their jobs and we were going to need them. We, we felt like this is going to turn around. We're going to need them. Let's we don't. We don't need to take a profit this year, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Let's not even think about that. So sure. I think that that less and people really appreciated that, right? Yeah. And even some of the people that maybe weren't weren't the folks that were going to let be like, oh, they saw us hold on to people like that. We did like frankly positions that we didn't need anymore over the last year, right? Yeah. You know. So, um, but we held on to them. We shifted them, and I think that. That served us well, right? Yeah. You know, that's been good, and, and I'm glad we did. I feel it felt good. It felt like the right thing to do, anyway. Yeah. So we went ahead and did it, but it, it paid dividends, right? Like, yes, yeah. because now we need those folks, right? <laughs> because of as, as, as the, the tide has turned, you know, we
1: we need the, all of those people and and more. So yeah, it's that's and probably the biggest lesson. Super commendable, too, right? I mean, um, not everyone thinks like that. Uh, it's cool to have, you know. I'm sure your employees appreciate you guys have a. Um, a leadership team that thinks that way. So that's awesome. Um, go back to 2007. Carl White and the guys, right? What What would you like to have... If you can talk to yourself uh, what you know now and what you experienced within the last 13, 14 years, what would you want to tell the, the younger you guys, uh, the entrepreneurs, ambitious, ready to rock and roll? What would you say to yourself?
0: Ah...
2: I, I feel so, I mean, I feel so grateful because we have just kind of, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll step back just a little bit because I want to talk about my partner, Brian. Um, so he and I have what I call working marriage. There's just nice. trust and respect yeah. and, and we, and it's just the two of us that, that own the company, right? We have people, you know, that, that help us run the company, but, and I think that's so important that we, we were able to take risks that we wouldn't have taken on our own. Like if either of us were just, you know, one man band, we, we would have never done it. But if there was something that we both were like, yeah, this sounds stupid, but it's the right thing to do. Let's, let's go for it. And yeah. we, and we, if we both felt that way and we did it and that, that paid off. Right. Yeah. So I didn't see that when we first got started cause we'd never done that together. We'd worked together, but we, you know, um, but I don't know about advice. Like I, I I, I don't, it's hard for me to look back. Like I'm always kind of like, you know, I kind (laughs) of like grab it. Like, all right, what's next? Like keep coming at me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's
1: awesome. Um, All right. So, so what about um, in an entrepreneurial sense, right? So what you do put aside, but just thinking in a business sense, um, what kind of advice could you give to a listener that's possibly listening? um, Like just a, big gem that they can take home and kind of you know maybe build off of is there something you know basic even if it's business 101 advice but something that's just uh usable yeah so
2: my my biggest piece we have a lot of uh you know whether it's a friend that has a a nephew or a son that wants to talk to us and and most of them want to start their own business right out of the gate right like they're they're entrepreneurial and they I say, no, go, go work for somebody, go work for some crappy companies even, Mm -hmm. and, but pay attention how things work and and what doesn't work. And like, try to understand like, you know, okay, well, you know, you're billing X dollars an hour. What does that go to pay for? Start to understand the metrics around Mm -hmm. how they're making money and and how, and how maybe they're losing some money and maybe, maybe their recruiting practices suck. And, you know, like really pay attention. I, I think, feel like that, that was, that was what launched us. Like we... We knew what not to do. yeah. Right? So we didn't make a lot. I feel like we didn't make any of those mistakes because we're like, ah, oh, like we just, we yeah. would cringe when we would even think about them. Right. So we, Um, that, that's the biggest thing for me is like, just go learn on somebody else's dime. Right. Because you're taking a lot. I mean, listen, some businesses and some people, right. Just hit it. Right. They Mm -hmm. just have that thing. Most people don't. Right. And, and, and part part of that is just like like getting lucky enough to to find the opportunity to to do something like that. Like we, we were prepared, but we were lucky when we got that first account. Right. Like, so, uh, the reason we were prepared is because we worked for, for other comp- three other companies that worked for big corporations, and we had a reputation for working for big corporations. Yeah, couldn't have, like hung, you know, out of my LLC, out of my house. That wouldn't have happened. Right? Sure. So, so my thing is like, go work for somebody, even if it's crappy work or crappy owner or whatever it is. But go do it and learn, and then just plan. Like, okay, let's do it. Now it's time. Let's go do this.
1: Yeah. So, awesome. What about um, if we can just go back one second? Something just popped in my mind that I want to ask you. Um, when building building the team right so we went to obviously talent acquisition and creating a, a specific atmosphere um what what advice can can you give someone with the hiring thing directly when uh, i kind of gave the example maybe this person this person uh, is an awesome talent but it's just not a right fit i guess that culture fit whatever it is it just might not mesh well with the team if someone's out there right now desperate because i've been in a position where we need we just needed to fill the position because we were just hurting on production and we just wanted a body just to do the work because and then sometimes you kind of basically you screw yourself doing that because it's not a good fit and then you learn really fast like oh no i just made a mistake um can you talk to that a little bit so are you talking about the
2: employee or the hiring manager the hiring manager yeah okay yeah and we've 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 done that too yeah. right I mean of course, right yeah. so um, I feel like if you have a strong enough culture and we 've seen this not always but most of the time, that problem kind of fixes itself right so mm. uh, we we obviously have tools in place to you know personal improvement plans and things like that that we're we're transparent about it. Like we want to, we want to, and, and we've had such, we've had some really good success stories in that, in that department where people that's were cool. like, ah, oh, this doesn't work. And then we, you know, we get talking and communicating and all of a sudden when there's some of our best employees, it's really awesome. Wow, I love awesome. that. Right. Yeah, it's not for like, sure. it's, it's not a death wish once you, you know, and, um, but at the same time, it, it, it is a tool for some folks that maybe aren't, aren't the right fit. And, um, it's Philadelphia is such a small like, community of, 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 of people in this space. And, we do our best to try to help those folks because, listen, most of the time, almost all the time, they were they were a good culture fit, but maybe the weren't the talent wasn't there or, right, that's or true. whatever yeah. it may be. Right? It just it's just sometimes it just doesn't work. Right? Sure, you know how that goes. So I think just best to you know help them kind of move them along and, and say hey okay, here are your options right like yeah and again a lot of times it, it kind of fixes itself and even when there's been some you know some you know bad apples they kind of the the good apples weed them out nice you know because mm, they're yeah. protective of that the what they have and what they've built and you know so it's it boggles my mind. that that kind of stuff, I love seeing that too like I love the success stories you know and it's always sad when, you, when somebody's not a fit and you know and they. They want to be there, but it's just not a fit. But um, the, other, the flip side of that is when, the, when there's somebody that's toxic and, and it, they kind of weed themselves out. They it just, they, it, it, it sh- that shocks me. I don't know how that works, yeah, but it, yeah, it's working, sure. right? So.
1: Yeah, of course. So, so if um, folks want to catch you guys, catch up with what you do specifically, uh, any websites, uh, social media handles, yeah, sure. how can they contact you? All?
2: Yeah, our uh, website is thinkcompany.com. And uh, on all the socials, uh, Think Company as well. Cool. Any closing parting words? No, I think one, one thing you and I casually talked about is, uh, I not think we sort of covered it, but um, sort of chasing your dream and your passion and, and uh, you know, having three kids, one just graduating college, one in college, and one uh, entering college next year. I, I tell them, like, listen, if you... Like to the girls, like if you want to be a, a ballerina and live in a studio apartment in New York City and you're happy, you're, you're, that's winning. Like Absolutely. So go do that. Figure out a way to do that. Like mm. don't, you know, don't take that corporate job and get on that
1: treadmill and never be able to get off. For sure. sure. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Think Company. We'd like to wrap things up with quotes. The first one by Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts and the second one by the old famous Bruce Lee. The successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. Think company. In this episode, we have special guest Carl White. We cover topics that range from user experience, process improvement, digital products, hiring creative talent, the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Winston Churchill and Bruce Lee.
0: Awesome.